Prepárense familia, que yo vengo a rogato. Bienvenidos al Ella Spirit Podcast. I really cannot wrap my head around the fact it's taking me this long to finally realize I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. I used to write my little raps, they'd always look right past it. Like it's average, like I'm not who the fuck I am, like bitch, what's happening? Porque yo tengo el yo no sé qua, floque, mata, oh. Mira. A mí me vale crítica, yo okay. soy la fucking mexicana, muy honesta la, la chava. chava Yo no ando con pendejadas, aquí rifan las, las barras A mí me dijo mi madre que yo nunca, nunca me rajé Que no hables que no sabe, nosotros somos de calle De calle En mi territorio yo traigo llave y se abre okay. Lo que quiero yo tengo, estoy aparte Ustedes ya saben que los latinos, los hispanos, nosotros somos aparte Nosotros somos únicos y nunca Olvida eso, que nunca olviden eso, me escuchen. Oh, it is good to be back. For those of you who want to dive deeper into that banger, that song is called Bilingüe, um, by, which is bilingual in Spanish, um, by Snow the Product. Amazing song, fits perfectly for Hispanic Heritage Month, and let's jump right into it. First of all, I turn off that speaker just in case something happens, you know. We don't want any interruptions up in here. But all I can say is I wake up every single morning feeling so blessed to be Latino, guys. I don't really like Hispanic. Um, I know, okay, for those of you who don't know, the difference between Latino and Hispanic. Hispanic is anybody that comes from a Spanish-speaking country, right? So the main difference is that Hispanics include all um of latin america except brazil and like papa french Guinea, like so not all latin america um it also includes spain latino is anybody who comes from latin america including brazilians including any demographic that comes in latin america right um i don't really like hispanic too much because it just reminds me too much of spanish and the people who colonized and enslaved us and killed all of our indigenous and sisters So I'm just gonna go and refer to myself as Latino, even though that one does sound kind of like Latin. It just that's just kind of my preference. So, um, I've really been trying to like just diversify and just like, uh, just in my social media. I've just been trying to like on Instagram. Well, I've been taking like a little bit of a detox from those. I try to monitor, um, how much time I've been spending on those. Um, but in terms of the people that I do follow, I try to really diversify and make sure that it's a very colorful. Like audience, it's a very colorful selection of people, um, like representation, and I've been following a lot of people from like you know Latinos and Hispanic characters much because, you know, when you see the most of the Latinos that I follow are you know reggaeton artists or major artists, and they all have you know the classic papi reggaeton, um, you know papi chulo look, and I've been wanting to see like some more alternative. Just like you, not unique. Not that those people aren't unique. Obviously, they made a name for themselves and they're amazing. You know the stuff that Bad Bunny has done is amazing. But you know what I mean. Just different shades and different people on the the Latinx spectrum. And so, um, someone who's really, really, really like inspired me and who's really caught my eye in terms of this is um an artist, one of my favorite artists. His name is Omar Op- Apollo, and he does like alternative rock. Um, I wouldn't really call it like R and B. Let's just call it alternative rock. But um, he's Mexicano, Chicano. And um, his music is just, it's like genreless. It's very, very, very new, experimental. Um, I'm feeling some Prince influence vibes. I can tell his, his vibes are influenced by Prince. I'm not sure if he's bisexual. He hasn't really said it, but there have been some music videos that have le- like led 
us to believe us being his fans to believe but um you know just trying to follow like you know more more of that sort but continuing so i did promise you guys that i was gonna start making episodes like once a week and i think it's unfair to y'all and it's unfair to myself to like just put these like not expectations but these due dates and then when they don't happen i get like mad at myself and then it prolongs i'm like oh i don't want to go back i'm gonna be embarrassed they were expecting it then and so i think i'm just gonna stop with telling you guys it's gonna be a schedule because like it just creates this expectation and like a little bit too much like pressure on myself and then when it doesn't fall when i when i fall through it just like puts me in like a lower spot so i think the episodes will come when they come when i get the feeling i'll hop on the mic but um i definitely like just overall want to be more present and want to be more just create more content right i just want to create more there's so much stuff that i need to say and i think this is a really good outlet for me to be able to express my feelings um with you guys and with myself you know a lot of people talk about how journaling is one of the best ways you know one of the best ways of like just self-awareness and self-realization just writing down the ways you feel and the emotions that you felt throughout the day and you know, anything right just start journaling your emotions like that's so good for me one i hate writing two my handwriting is horrible probably one of the worst handwritings i've ever seen of anybody i think i have the worst handwriting of anybody i've ever in my, my entire life yeah it's that bad um, and I can talk like a bitch. I can talk for hours on end. Obviously, you guys can tell from the podcast. And so I just think this is a better medium for me. Instead of journaling, why not just do podcast? So, like I said, this second episode would be, or sorry, the second part of the two-part series of the Panama is going to be about the first one we discovered, I'm sorry, we discussed the city parts of Panama and now this one's I want to get into the nature the natural part of Panama it's two completely different worlds and I just love the diversity of like the two contradictions there's so much there's so many different worlds in one country now to begin um I don't remember if I had mentioned this in the last episode of you know the Kia Estoy Panama episode but one really interesting fact that I didn't know and I wish like more people knew this and I wish I knew this it was just that it was something just more spoken about but so for those of you who don't know there's something called I'm pretty sure it's called like the Trans-American Highway and it's a highway that starts in Alaska if I'm not mistaken correct me if I'm wrong I think it starts in Alaska and it goes all the way down all of throughout all of you know Canada, all of um united states goes through all of mexico all of latin america all of central america and then i think it goes all the way down to like chile it goes through all south america however and it's and it's all connected it's continuous except for one spot and that spot is called el darien gap darien spelled d-a-r-r-i-e-n darien i'm pretty sure there's an accent mark on the e Darien is the name of the province in Panama that borders Colombia, and it is one of the most dangerous places in the world. It's the only, guys, it goes from Alaska to Chile. It goes through all of Mexico, all of Nicaragua, all of Costa Rica, all of Honduras, all those countries. And the only, all of, all of the United States, all of Canada, and the only spot that there's a gap where they were not able to build. I don't know if it's because they didn't want to. I don't know if it's because of indigenous people there. But the only spot that there's a gap is there, that border between Panama and Colombia. So the reason why this place is so dangerous is, there's so many reasons actually. Um, one, it's 
basically like a little mini Amazon. So many species that we don't know of that are venomous, that are that are venomous, that are dangerous. Um, mosquitoes that carry bacteria, um, just infections, like just fungi and disease that grow. Um, the temperature, you know, obviously Panama is closer, very close to the equator, so it's really easy for travelers to die due to dehydration. It's so incredibly humid, um, like there. That is, you know, that goes for a lot of rainforests there, but um, specifically there, just because Panama is such a thin country, you're sur like you're surrounded by the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. The humidity throughout the co the country is just like, it's just crazy. Um, and also there are, I think, I think that they're called like, I guess like drug lords or basically like people who have like. I wouldn't call them terrorist groups because terrorists has like a really negative connotation, but I guess they're like rebels of the Colombian government. I don't know if there's Panamanian um, there too, but I guess rebels of the Colombian government who, you know, have built like a community and they've started a business of like sending people across the border. Um, a lot of people, I don't know why they come to Panama. I, I, read, I watched a video about it, but I didn't understand exactly why, but a lot of people from the Caribbean, from Haiti, from Cuba, from Puerto Rico, from South America, I guess they have a better chance of getting to America um, if they go through land. So I don't know why they don't go to Mexico, though. I don't know how I don't know how that works out for. I'm not really familiar with um, moving people through. You know what? Let me close this window real quick. I don't want you guys to hear this outside noise. Give me one second. Alright. So... I don't really know exactly like the intricacies behind these people, you know, crossing the border and like the border system, but just know that I think 75 or 70 percent of the people who decide to embark on this journey and go to the Darien Gap, they start in Colombia and then they take them through the Darien Gap and then they end up in Panama. Oh, you know what it is? I think they're not trying to go to the United States. That they're just trying to get in Panama because Panama, I think Panama has a more open policy towards receiving immigrants. This is what I've heard. I'm not sure exactly like how that is but um so they embark on this journey and the river they gotta walk through rivers go through these mountains walk on these paths that are so thin if you slip one foot like you know you fall down this crazy into like a cave that's filled with crocodile like it's 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 crazy guys so you have drug lords you got rebels you got poisonous creatures you got temperature you got mosquitoes that'll eat you alive you got there's also stories of like mythical beasts that have been there. The indigenous people have um, like stories of mythical. I'm not not gonna call them mythical beasts because we don't know if there exists of beasts that exist that are there. And you know, considering how little we know about the Amazon and considering we, how little we know about the ocean, I wouldn't doubt it for a second that there's probably some species of animal there that will fuck you up. So I did that. I thought that was something interesting to share with you guys. Um, something unique that I didn't know about the country, and I thought that's something that should be more known, like throughout just the world. But you know, it is what it is. But um, so jumping back into the main segue, when I went the first time, I went to so when you start in Panama, like when you land in Panama, you're more towards the east side. You're more towards the east side, the side that's closer to Darien, the side that's closer to um this is closer to colombia that's is when you were when you're in the the city the capital 
Panama City, Panama. The more west you go, the closer you go to Costa Rica, the more rural, the more natural, the less industrial Panama starts to become. You know, you go, it's called the Transamica. I'm pretty sure that's what they call the Trans-American Highway. Um, so you take that, and honestly, my grandpa, we made, we probably made this trip like eight times, like back and forth, saying, because we have family members that live, you know, more, um, more toward the, to the east, closer to, um, I'm sorry, closer to Costa Rica. So we're constantly making the trip back and forth. We're going to Panama City, then we go to, you know, Chiriqui. We go to, um, no, is it called Chiriqui? No, La Chorrera. Going to La Chorrera, going to Las Matas, going to Penonome. All these places are more rural places that are surrounded by more nature and less industrial, uh, more farming, more agricultural based. And so, um, for f- three nights, I believe, I think it was, it was either two or three nights. I think it was, I want to say three. I don't know exactly remember how long. Um, that, that trip was just such a, so much happened. Sometimes it just seems like a blur if I don't sit up, you know, think about like one specific aspect of it. But um, my grandpa's nephew, one of his nephews, um, I would just call him my uncle. You know, people who are my age, I just call him primo, prima, cousin, cousin. Um, and if they're older than me, I call them tío, tía. Uncle, aunt. Um, doesn't really matter if they are, like, biologically my aunt or my uncle. That's just, like, what you call them. Like, and even my cousins who are, like, super distant, if they're older, they'll just call me sobrino. They'll call me nephew. Like, that's just how, that's just the cultural, the cultural way of it. And so, um, he, my uncle, he has a house in a community very 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 small not very well-known community called las matas um it's about an hour and a half from panama city i'm something i want to say about an hour and a half depending on how the traffic is if you go at a good time it should be like an hour and a half um and so all these cities and all these communities are right off the transamerica the trans-american highway so you go on the Trans-American Highway, and the I don't even mind the ride too much because, you know, it gives me time to talk to my grandpa. He has stuff, you know, he talks about my grandmother that's passed away. He's, you know, all the, the memories that they shared, all the experiences that they've gone through. And um, the nature is just beautiful, you know. The, the further away you go from the city and from the capital, it's just you see big open lands, mountains, rivers. So it's a very scenic view. Um, it's very enjoyable. And so, you know, the first time we went there... Um, it's right off the, um, God, I don't know the name of the community, but right off the Trans-American Highway, you literally just get right off, you turn, you make it right, and there's, a, there's this community, I don't know exactly what it's called, um, I forget the name of the community, but it's, it's like, I'm talking about super rural guys, like, the school is made out of, like, the school is the only place that they have internet, and it's not that good, and, like, it's very cheap, you know, internet, it's not, like, strong connection, like, the houses are made out of, like, their hand like you build the houses there like there's not like community houses um i wish i could like show you guys a picture or video or something I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture everybody has like a lot of land um you know just dogs just walking around like roaming everywhere the streets aren't all like necessarily paved some of them are dirt some of them are gravel um a lot of people there they're either work in panama city in the capital or in like a, a more industrial city or they do agriculture and farming Las Matas is in that community right off the highway. It's the community behind 
the highway, right? So the Transamerica runs pretty close to the Pacific Ocean. The more inland you go, the more nature, the more rural, the more... I don't want to keep saying nature, the more just like plant-infested it gets. Um, so because the community is behind it, you're, you're going deeper inland. It's more the countryside. There we go. That's a better word. It's more the countryside. Um, and that happens to be the community where my great-grandmother was born, my grandfather's mother. That's where she was born. That's who was raised. Um, that's where my grandpa went um, for a lot. Up until he was about 15, 16, that's where he would go for his summers. And it's just like... I'm a really big person of energy of places. I have a I have a like a really strong belief and a sense like when I go into different places I can feel the energy of the place as a whole, right? Like I know when I'm in Lake Worth, I know when I'm in West Palm, it's a very like mundane, nothing really is happening, you know, it's it's not it's not it's kind of slow moving, you know. And I like to believe it's at the collective of the people there, all their energy kind of gets in, kind of put into like one ball, and then that kind of sets the plane for like the whole energetic field throughout the whole entire premise, I guess. And so, when I go to Fort Lauderdale and I'm in downtown Fort Lauderdale, I get more energy. I feel more like not energy like on an energy on an energetic level as well, but like energy like I have more energy to do stuff, right? I feel younger. I feel like I'm aging, you know, not as fast. I'm able to stay up later. I just feel more sporadic, like just more alive. And when I'm in Miami, <laughs> like the moment I'm, I get, we get, we're on 95. The moment you, if you know, if you've been to Miami, you know what I'm talking about. When you go and you cross over that one bridge, that not, not to my, for Miami beach, but once you see those buildings, once you see those buildings, there's something in my stomach. It's like my soul is like, oh, we about to go in something that, my heart knows that it's about to go down and the whole entire time in miami i just feel like very 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 comfortable with my just being like you know with my sexuality i want to step out with being latino seeing a latino people everywhere like the overall energy of that place is just young and hip and just woke new generational new wave feel right so in this nature part it like so calm so peaceful so very 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 appealing right and i've never really been super drawn to the idea of like living in the countryside i've always said oh you know i want to go crazy in miami right i want to go move to miami i want to go crazy in the clubs and the drinking on the beach and the sex and the drugs and ah right sexiest city in the world sexiest city on the planet right but after being in Las Matas for about three days and going back there um, for like a bunch of times, it really started to grow on me, like that nature side. Because life there is just so simple. So simple. You know, when you're in the city, there is 101 things, there are 101 things to be worrying about, right? You got police, you got, um, you know, there's more crime because there's more people, there's money, there's corruptions, the rent, like there's just so many things that are enveloped Right, that just come with the package of living in a busier city. Right, it's just obvious. More people, there's just gonna be more stuff going on in general. It doesn't have to be bad. Just more stuff going on. Period. But when you're in a community where there's only 100, 200 people, 
and these people all know each other right they come from like through there's three main families that live there it's such a different scene so we stay at my uncle's house um it's like a it's like a little i wouldn't call it an airbnb but he rents out the house to people um because he doesn't get to stay there too too often he's very busy and so he rents it out to people and he's been making good money off that but obviously since we familia we get that discount you know el cuento de sangre and so um it's a pretty nice house he did a good job with it um obviously there's no ac um there's no internet that's just standard um there's not too much running water like the water there is like they have like a system for it but most of the time you have to take like a the shower buckets or um like the like the running you, you basically go and like you open up the knob for the shower and then like there, it's not enough water to where you could you know like the the, the pressure is low that's what i'm trying to say the pressure is low so you let the bucket fill up for about like five ten minutes and then you do your thing you take a shower you jump it on your head not, not all of it at once but just like a little bit you know just so you get wet soap boom dump it again towel easy in and out and he has a very nice pool in the back and a very nice um like backyard and i'm 110% thinking of taking my friends there. I would love to go there for my birthday. Um, he told me, he's like, yeah, you know, si tú quieres llevar tu amigo para acá, you know, la gente a ellos no le importa si la música está alta, ellos hacen su propia cosa. Um, so, like, you know, he told me basically, like, you know, if you want to bring your friends over, you know, of course, you know, people, they play their live music, you can play your live music, you guys go crazy. They've had up to, like, 16 people one time, like, or maybe 12 or 14, something around there, double digits. But um, it can hold a lot of people. But um, we didn't really stay in the house too much because we were out exploring in the nature. So I have, a, I have an uncle whose name is Jose, and he lives in Las Matas. We call him El Samurai because he low-key looks like a samurai, just like his build and like his facial hair. Um, he, so he's connected to us. So my, grand, my great-grandmother, her sister... His daughter is his mother. So I think my grandpa is first cousins with Jose's mother. I don't know if his name is... Yeah, Jose's mother. And um, he basically was like the nature tour guide, like crocodile hunter person for us. Um, the first day he showed us about this infamous river. I remember we were talking about it so, so, so much... Um, he talked about this river, this river. Oh, yeah, by the way, let me give more of a general, like, a painting picture of the community. So, the community is, so you got one road. It's got one gravel road that just goes, and it's like a U. So, you know, so you get off that Trans-American Highway, you go down, there's one community, I forget what it's called exactly there. Then you drive for, like, five more minutes. It's all, and then all just passing around you is just, like, farming land, grazing land, just land that can be bought. Then you get to Las Matas, and then you just keep driving, you keep driving, it's about a three-minute drive, and then there's like a little U-turn spot, you U-turn, and then that's the other side of Las Matas, it's literally just like the other side of the street, basically, and you go down, and that's it, right, it's only about 300 people, 250 maybe, and so on, and then the houses, obviously, like, are right across, like, right off the street, um, there's like one... <laughs> It's like smaller than like a Seven Eleven. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like their community. There's well, there's no, there's a good like a one like pretty good store, that's like the local grocery store where I guess you would get bread and like chips. You know, they they they. It's been industrialized. You know, like as 
this stuff it's it's spreading right like the industrial the conveniences of it spreading the technology technological era it's had its influence on there for sure which i wasn't expecting but it's like a i don't want to say in english like a pulperia it's like a very small like mini store market but like really 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 small like i'm talking about like the size of somebody's house basically like in an american house and um stuff there's you know really cheap they have a two of those in the community and so going back to the river so i had been hearing about this river that my grandpa keeps talking about that my uncle keeps talking about and i'm just so 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 like excited to see this river um guys <laughs> i thought i was like coordinated and in shape and like i could handle this jungle shit I was walking down the river in like vans or spare shoes. I forgot what it was, but I only I only brought two shoes. I brought like sh- boat shoes, like dress shoes, like slash boat shoes and vans. And there were new vans that I got, so I wasn't gonna mess up the new vans. Not about to do that. So I think I walked down like the boat shoes that I had, and um, it's this river. It's like behind somebody's house. There's like another like main entrance to get it. But my my uncle he has like a farm. Um, it's not really like a farm. He just has like a lot of land and he grows stuff on it. I wouldn't call it a farm because there's not like livestock or, I mean, in his house, he does. He has chickens. He has, um, no pigs. Yes. He, he just has chickens and he grows everything there. And he's actually very conscious about like pollutants and organic stuff. And I was not expecting that, but I guess that's just like ingrained in him. Right. That's just the way people were raised. Like, I think it's just like ancestral. He's always talking about, like, you know, I don't put any pesticides in this. I grow them 100% organic. And, you know, because the stuff you buy in the supermarket is with pesticides and chemicals and GMO. And, no, my family only eats organic, raw, the way it should be, the way Mother Earth intended. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that's what's up. He had, like, purple corn, guys, red corn, red platano, red, like, plantains. He let me try like all this beautiful stuff. It was so 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 amazing. Um, he has two daughters, um, beautiful daughters. Um, very smart, very funny. Um, but sorry, I keep getting distracted from the river. There's just so much to talk about. And so the path down to the river is treacherous. You're going down. I pretty much like the whole entire time, like a 35, 50 degree angle. The, it's like three feet wide maybe maybe four feet and like at certain parts at some parts if you misstep like you'll just fall down tumbling like 100 feet you might not die there'll probably be some trees to stop you and hit you in the way to break your fall but you would definitely like get really 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 fucked up so it takes a good like five seven minutes just to get from the top of the place like the top of the path down maybe 10 minutes I took a video because I thought it would be fun um, just to take a video of the way down just so people can see. When I tell you, like, one step and you, like, you slide, there are rocks, it's slippery, it's mossy, you got to hang on to branches. And my grandpa, I'm pretty sure he's, like, 76 or 78. And he went up and, sorry, he went down and he went up that thing. And clap it up for you, Abuelito, because that's a big testament because let me tell you there are some people who are probably 30 40 years old who cannot go down that river because they're not in that shape but let me tell you he still got it so props to him i think he wanted to prove it to himself that he still had it so he he did very proud of him i'm not sure if the next time we go he's gonna be able to but um he might be able to go down but not come back up so jose is going down in 
chancletas he's going down in sandals and flip-flops and choop, 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 choop. and me and my grandpa literally like grabbing onto vines grabbing onto the tree like very like you have to go down like sideways like you can't go down you know you got to go down like backwards so like your your weight is leaning forward like you can't you know leaning back against the thing but let me tell you once you get to that river oh i would do the chill three times three times as long just to get to that river the most beautiful secluded river space i've ever been to in my entire life like and i'm talking about this this path is jungle guys it's straight up jungle he's seen some big snakes there he's seen some big bugs some big insects some big animals there like it is you are you are in it like understand this like you are in las matas you are you you are in it there's no like you it's survival like you're all around you it's just big trees green vegetation leaves foliage like it's it's the real deal but once you get down there it's like so you get down there and there's like there's these rocks that you can stand on it's like these big 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 rocks you can stand on it's kind of part of the ground and then if you look to the left there's more rocks just like you know big rocks like just like imagine like a river the river is about like 15 20 feet wide and it's very long it goes from like one mountain all the way down to the ocean so it's very long um but there's rocks that you can stand on and then it's about maybe like six seven feet deep and sometimes the water is clear but depending on how heavy the flow of the river is it can get like a little stirred up but there's shrimp there like it is it's, it's so secluded like when we were there we didn't see nobody the whole entire time like you could stay there for the whole entire day my grandpa would tell me stories of how he would stay there and it would, they would be a whole day thing and they would come down and they would bring their stuff to picnic and they would bring and they would do like a campfire and then they would cook their food and la sopita they would make soup um you know all the ingredients that they would pick from along the river all the vegetation over there like or people got from their farms and they would spend all day there you can bathe in there people will wash their clothes there like back in you know before like I, well people wash their clothes at the homes they don't have obviously laundry machines or anything but um, that's just where they would go and um to me like i was i would literally i we did spend like a lot of the time there but i would spend all day there we had to leave a little bit we were there for probably about three hours um four hours and then it looked like it was gonna rain and you do not want to be caught there because the water can come up and then you're stuck or you know your stuff your phone your keys you know you don't have anywhere to put it and then the way to trying to go back up if it's wet forget about it forget about it you think it's hard going down Whew, going up it's a workout on those thighs on those calves understand and so um i definitely want to go there like one day just go skinny dipping and just be naked the whole entire time and just be like bleh. like this one just primal I, that's that's the one thing like i felt so primal there like i felt so like yo i am a human being like when you're in society like we have this the way we've been living this cultural this like capitalistic buildings and concrete and stagnant and staying in one place for the majority of our lives you know sleep at home for eight hours at home for the most of the day go to work like we don't move too much guys physically and this way of living has only really existed for uh 400 years 300 years like of course like we lived in communities that were you know and you stayed for the most like you know you stayed inside but the way like we stay stagnant right now definitely not the way they were back then 
like for thousands and tens of thousands of years before that, we were hunters, we were gatherers, we were nomads, right? Before we started settling down, before agriculture became a thing, like, and even then, you were still traveling throughout your community. You were traveling throughout the city. You would go to the river. You would go to the mountains. You would go here to pick. Like, you were very mobile. And so it felt very, like, natural to me to, like, like, that, that whole scenery, that whole scenario felt, like, very natural to me. It felt like a part of me had been here before. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, like, I, I think it's just from, like, literally blood. Like, my older generational family members have, like, lived here. Their, their spirits, their energy is still there. And so I had a very strong, like, spiritual connection to that place. Oh, I can't get, I literally can picture it so well. I can hear the river. I can, it's a little bit cold, but it's very refreshing once you get used to it. Um, but we went back up, you know, we were there about, for, for about three days. And all, all I can say is, like, man is supposed to be in nature. It's simple. The other day I went to um, a park called Murakami Park. It's, um, if you live in the area, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't know, it's like a botanical, I don't know if I would call it botanical gardens, but it's like a Japanese gardens place. You can go, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, um, you, you go and you can pay and like they have all these different like sakura trees and bonsai trees and all these different like, it's like a, it's a very nice cute place. Um, I don't really like to pay money like that, but before you get to the park, there's like these really big open fields behind the main parking. There's like additional parking. There's these really big open grassy fields. And I was there the, the other day and I was like, damn, I'm so much peace right now. Like just being like, go up to a big tree and just like be next to a tree. That energy is astronomical. Like that energy is ridiculous. I like, when you're you just feel so insignificant but in the best way right like we get so caught up in the work and the money and the this and the that like being in nature really makes you present like when you look at an ant and you look at it taking that leaf and going back to colony like it is one dimensional right it's just doing that thing that it is just trying to survive like i don't know what we did as humans to make life so complicated for us like why the fuck did we like being complex is a blessing and a curse right it allows us to have these super amazing spirits yeah of course now we can skydive and now we can go to um clubs and we can travel around the world and we can discover all these things and emotions and feelings and love and all that stuff yes but you know complexity just creates more problems like it's inevitably right and so being in nature i just felt so simple I felt so simplistic. I felt so grounded. And I was thinking to myself, like, the whole entire time, and they're like, man, I definitely want to come back and stay for, like, two months. You know, my uncle, he could he could use some help. I, I definitely would have to get in shape, though, because it is not easy work. Let me tell you, that farming, they're out there in the hot sun, like, boom, like, axes, chopping down shit, like, picking shit. Like, he's out there. He does it all by himself. Like, mad respect to Jose. Um, I probably will never listen to this, but um, I'll tell him that I mentioned it in his podcast episode, and then he might listen to it. He won't understand, though, because he doesn't speak English. But um, it was really nice to see, like, all my family members around there. And um, my grandpa has been trying to build a community center there, a place where the kids can go and, you know, learn English or if they need help for school, learn how to use computers, um, have cultural events. You know, he wants to, like, show them, like, Christian movies and stuff because he thinks that, you know, the generation right now is very desensitized with all the violent movies we watch, which I agree. 
But I think there are different options. I don't think you really need to have them watch Christian movies. I'm not going to get too religious here. But um, I understand. I like what he's trying to do. You know, just create, creating a, a sense of community and a community center is never a bad thing. And so um, if he decides to initiate that project, I would gladly like to take over for him. Um, if, you know, he's probably not, not going to be here forever. So I told him, I was like, yo, if you start this, I will 100% make sure that I see through it or that it stays, you know. And so um, now after going to Panama and seeing all this, all this nature and all this beautiful, just big, like, I hate having stuff stuff obstruct my my view like i hate looking and seeing like a house in front of me or looking that way and seeing like a building in front of me or like a highway and seeing concrete like i hate concrete jungle <laughs> like i doesn't like i know i have to live here and I understand like and i'm not i'm not trying to be like a complainer and like complain about you know where i live and like because they gotta you know it's it, there's there's good and bad to everywhere right like they we have so many so much access to certain things that we take for granted of course you know i'm speaking very like just straight very frank but um, when you go there, when you, you can just see, like, endless open fields of green and endless trees and different colors and shapes and hearing the river and the mountains and just the quiet, the peace, no honking, no, no angry white people screaming at you because you're playing your music too loud, no problems. Like, it's just so... Oh, like it's it's that's what it is. It's like a it's like an exhale. It's like a sigh of relief, and I'm conflicted now because I'm like, yo, there's a part of me that wants to go crazy Miami and go ah, and you know just get lit all the time and go to work and just grind that shit and just you know go go boy and all that good stuff. And then there's another part of me that would be 100% okay and content and very satisfied. With moving to Nicaragua, moving to Panama, getting a house in the countryside, in the land, and just chilling. Get my own farm. Let me tell you, making your own food is the biggest sovereignty you can do. Like, if you make your own food, nobody can tell you shit. Government can't do shit to you. They can't put all that poison, GMO, pesticides, chemical shit. When you make your own food, you're good. So, I think... I'm, I'm conflicted between those two things. So I'm thinking, like, right now, I think it's a time and period in my life where it's, you know, I have more energy, I have more time, I have more resilience to be able to go crazy like that. But I definitely think I want there to be a period in my life where I go and I live rural and I live with my uncles or my cousins or whoever it may be and just live that way a lot. Because I feel like there's so much to learn with that. Like, there's so much, like, being... I mean, oh, if... Not not having internet is so good, guys. Like being disconnected was the best thing. Like I couldn't use my phone. We were there for like three, four days. I could not use my phone. No text, no call. Like maybe calls on WhatsApp, maybe. But I wasn't calling people like that. I was doing stuff. Like no text, no calls, no Instagram, no social media, nothing, nothing. Like it felt so good to be disconnected because you know I get so caught up in what other people are doing. Right, the other advancements. Right, like the flexes, the, the new strides that people are doing, right? And of course, I want to see my people and I want to see my generation and black, Latinx, Asian people of color, young people like me doing it, right? But when you see all this time, the flex, the flex, the flex, the good, the good, the good, you're like, man, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I not popping off like they are? Why am I not flexing on they are? Right, when you're disconnected from that, you know, everybody shows the good, the good, the advancement, the steps, the growth, 
But we have to understand that growth is not always visible. It doesn't always have to be visible. I think I talked about this bamboo growth. The foundation is what's most important, right? Your roots. The tree only grows so much, right? Trees live, you know, hundreds of years. Certain species live to 300 years, right? For the first 50 years, maybe they grow and then they cap. They don't do, they don't grow no more. But what continues to grow? The roots. But you can't see that the roots go far and wide to keep that bitch grounded, keep that whole stable, right? So it would felt so nice and disconnected to just be in my own path, like, be in my own space, not get any outside noise, like none of what you're doing or what's going on over there or the problems of here. Like, and I understand that it's good to be informed about all that stuff. You have to be, right? In the age of technology, ignorance is a choice. In the age of all this information, like it is good to be informed so you can be aware of what's going on. But I'm not gonna lie. It felt good as fuck to not know about all the problems that was going there or the killings that was happening there or the you know what I'm saying? Like, ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss to just deal with, okay. How are we gonna cook this meal today? All right, let's go. Like, you you just take it day by day. It was so serene. It was so peaceful, and it's something I will never take for granted. I'm hoping to go back to Panama in December or November with my grandpa again, and I want to go back like every year. I'm I'm addicted. Like I've been wanting. I wanted to go back this month actually, but um I don't think it's gonna it's gonna work out. I'm not. I don't feel quite not safe, but. People there can be very tricky. People there are not not hesitant to engañar. I don't know like exactly the translation for that English to trick or like deceive you. Even family members, you know. So I don't want to go there until I have like a better understanding of like just the cultural aspect and like more maybe like less naive. Um, because there were some situations, instances that happened that my grandpa like yo. You can't be like telling all this information you know only spoke only speak when you're spoken to a type deal like you know some people have different intentions and you know just don't let them take advantage of you and i was like all right word word but um it's definitely something that i see myself you know a lifestyle i want to live in the future but um yeah so that's all i got for this episode um i might just record more episodes today too and then just like really some other times um also this episode has been very long and i'm i was thinking about like making like smaller episodes and just making them maybe like more frequently so maybe like 10 15 20 minute episodes and just releasing them more because sometimes i can tell like it gets it gets like redundant and it's a little bit like i can tell it's like a little monotonous when it's longer so i'm gonna try to like have it be a shorter time been trying to get also like other people i want to like invite other people onto the show um but for these types of topics they need their time they need their space so once again thank you thank you thank you to all, all the people if you made it all the way to the end you are real if you made it all the way to the end you are a real one thank you thank you very much much appreciated and if you didn't make it all the way to the end and you just skipped here thank you so much for taking the time of day and just to hit play you know what guys when i see like eight plays it doesn't mean that you watch the whole entire thing i don't give a fuck you watch whatever you want to watch. I'm not forcing you to do shit. But just the fact that you took the time out of your day to play. And if you're a new listener, thank you for giving a chance and taking a risk and listening to someone and taking the time out of your day to discover something new. So thank you so much, family. Um, next episode is going to be, I don't know when, I'm thinking sometime maybe this weekend, next week. Um, but I'll keep you guys more posted on my on social media, Instagram. 
gonna drop all the links below song link below and i'm also gonna create a youtube channel let me know if you guys think this is a good idea i think i'm gonna do it excuse me i'm gonna do it regardless but i want to hear you guys' comments i think i don't think spotify has like a um a method or like a tool to be able to like comment on the podcast and a lot of times i want to hear you guys' feedback people aren't really trying to comment you know on instagram it's not very like convenient so i was thinking of just doing youtube and then that way people can comment directly and that might just be a better a better app for people so have a blessed day have a blessed night whatever time you're listening to this um stay present stay protected and may only be with you peace fam